This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. And now, boys and girls, here he is, the boy that says the words you've been longing to hear, like the salivating dogs that you are, Bart Simpson! Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Holy shit, we're back. We made it back. Yeah. After a hiatus of the holidays. It's been a long road. All right. Now that we're back, oh. it's been a long road. Alan, you're looking great. Thank thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> you're very welcome. And you may say that I also look good. You don't so have to. So moving on. You don't, uh, it's all right. You don't have to. I'm fine with that. That's okay. How have you been? I've been great, man. How about you? Um, you know, busy. Yeah. Really busy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I uh, closed the show. Yep. I'm going to... Start a new show. I'm gonna do a whole lot more podcasts because <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, because we got uh, we we're we're kind of behind now. But are we really though? Like, I mean, we take breaks every single year that we've done this. All one of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we're in a good spot. Yeah, I think we're we're moving on at a decent clip. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's all you got for how have you been? We've been away for a month. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not much new to report, really. Mm, I, mm-hmm. You know, I also closed the show. How was your Christmas, though? Christmas was good. I went to see the family, mm-hmm. and that's always fun at first, and then you can't wait to get away. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah, the the old at first. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a good time, but eventually I'm like, all right. I I want to go now. Can I, I did can this, I leave? I did this for a long time already, <laughs> so I'm I'm going to pack her in real quick here. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, I get that. I totally get that. Um I actually stayed in um stayed in town for the first time in a couple years. Uh and that was weird just being in the freezing cold of Calgary with no one else around. With no one else around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, you were gone, and everyone in my house was gone. Yep. <laughs> which is a lot of people. So here we are. Um, yeah. That was my fireplace. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I doubt the mics picked that up, but that was no, terrifying know, for uh, us uh, in the room. It was like... <sighs> yeah. Um, and it's a gas fireplace, so... So that's weird. Is there a bird in there, maybe? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Not anymore. No, it's... De- it's definitely dead. Yeah, definitely dead. If it does that again, we should turn it off. Okay. <laughs> Agreed? <laughs> Tragedy strikes when <laughs> oh three God. young podcasters please, were... Please no. Yeah. That's how they're going to write our obituary? We're three young podcasters. Okay. I mean, that's what we were doing when yeah, it happened, yeah, that's so... that's fair. That's fair. Seems like a natural yeah. news story. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I well, can was, sense. I can sense you want to get into this. So that was how have you been? <laughs> yeah. Let's let's get into it. Let's we got a lot to cover yeah. here, Greg. You know, and we've also seen each other quite yeah. a bit over yeah. the holidays in like uh, you know relationships. So this is really not for 
yep. our benefit. This is this what point. happens when we hang out. We yeah. have nothing to talk about. Exactly. So let's talk about some actual shit. All right. Well, we got uh, we got some listener mail. So we sure we'll, did. we'll open up the mailbag. The mail. The mail is here. Woo. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's just uh, let's just dive right in. Um. So we did get a message from uh, Razkable. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm pretty sure that's your given name, yes. Um, and he's he's uh, he's mostly just uh, uh, you know asking about some specific things within the uh, Simpsons world. Uh, specifically, uh, he's he's asking about top five favorite side characters um, slash non Simpsons main family characters. And uh, so you know he's kind of wondering what what we find is our top five side characters. I mean, we've kind of discussed it, uh, maybe not in a specific top five, but, I mean, rattling off right off the top of my head, Principal Skinner, Mr. Burns, uh, Lionel Hutz, Troy McClure, and uh, Kirk Van Houten are probably my top five. Maybe not in that order, but, Mm -hmm. like, those Mm -hmm. are the top five for me. I don't know if you have one off the top of your head. Um, Yeah, um, well, Lionel Hutz definitely... um De- de- definitely Mr. Burns. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love Milhouse. Mm-hmm. I think he's hilarious. Just like his father, yeah. but I think it's funny. Uh, sometimes I think it's funnier to see what... Because he's essentially his father as a child, yeah. right? And it's just so unfortunate. Um, <laughs> and um, See, for me, I see... I, I feel like I know a lot of people, uh, or at least I knew a lot of people like Milhouse when I was a kid. Yeah. And I don't really know anyone like Kirk mm-hmm. because, like, People who are like Millhouse have more or less grown into better people, <laughs> <laughs> and Kirk is still a piece of garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a sad sack. Anyway, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, I'd have to include Troy McClure on that one too. And um, you know, like sometimes I poo because I think he's very. He can be a, like uh, it's the kind of character that that that's super close to being um, completely flat. And uh, one-dimensional, but mm-hmm. um, the the writing makes him uh, into a real character eventually, yeah. which is is a nice evolution from something that could, you know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know the uh, Reskable goes on to ask some other questions. A lot of it, though, I will I do feel we will get to at some point in specific episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he mentioned some like uh, Summer of Four Foot Two, uh, and he was he's basically wondering about you know episodes that were surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially ones that you enjoyed that you didn't enjoy as a kid or whatnot. Yeah, this right now I'm having a hard time uh, not laughing because uh-huh. he's just, he's, he's, he's writing about a bunch of great jokes yeah, just a bunch that, of really that he really jokes. enjoys. And to, to tell you the truth, um, it's always, um, it, it, it's always really awesome to, uh, hear, just a conversation, <laughs> even if it's one-sided, with someone just telling me Simpsons jokes yeah, yeah. because they're making me laugh. Like he's he says here, you got the dud, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, stand, stand up, up for, your for yourself, point Dexter. Yeah. Like that's that's so funny. That's that's great. Um, so I have a lot of fun hearing that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he specifically mentions the fact that we were disappointed in the auto show, um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and he says that he. Uh, was disappointed with two bad neighbors, not the podcast, but the oh, episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sure. So, sure. So that's interesting, and we'll obviously we'll talk about that. Yeah. I don't want to del- delve into future episodes too much now because it might ruin some some material for later. But I don't know about you, but I remember really enjoying. Oh, it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. 
But I mean, who, we'll see, right? Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe we need to change the name of the podcast after <laughs> maybe. we get there. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah. That, so that was uh, that was uh, uh, Raskable. Thank you for the email. Um, we do appreciate it, and a lot of that stuff we will get to. So keep listening. I uh, I got one for you. All right. Um, from Ben. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Greg, the subject is Greg was in Halifax? <laughs> Question mark. Uh, dude, I hope you tried some beers when you were here. The Barley Buds would have profited greatly from some of our local beers. Um, I did, man. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Case was, closed. I was drunk most of the time, <laughs> and I loved all the beers that I tried there. Go Halifax. It was a great city. Did you try any local like brews? Uh, yep, but as I said, I was drunk the whole so time, so I don't remember what they were. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> hop effects? I did get, Hops like, effects. um, like a lot of Alexander Keith's, though. I'm kidding. I didn't have any. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Uh, so I have a, qu- a quick one, uh, a, uh, from Looney Hypersonic. Uh, he says... Uh, when you guys mentioned the Golden Age in your latest podcast reviewing uh, Springfield Dollar Sign, <laughs> said it was seasons four through eight. You guys completely ignored season three. Many fans would include season three as part of the Golden Era, and uh, you're wrong, sir. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, okay. Let me let me <laughs> rewind. Uh, at no point uh, have we officially, I would say, officially said what the Golden Age is. In fact, if honestly, you, if, if, you listen, listen, if you listen to our episodes, it changes a we, lot. We change it. Uh, I personally. Put season three in the golden age, but as we came to discover while watching season three, um, the kind of consensus we came to is it's more of a silver age, silver age bleeding into the golden age because there's some great episodes in there, and there's some less great episodes, and as we decided, season two is kind of the silver age, so yeah. season three is kind of the transition period. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Everyone needs a transition period. I just wanted to point out we we, we didn't ignore season three. <laughs> It's not like yeah. we're like, ah, who cares about that one? Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, our definition of the golden age has uh, gone up and down or changed here and there. Yeah. Honest- I personally think three to eight is the golden age. Yeah, that's that's definitely fair. That's definitely fair. Um, and, like, every time we talk about it, I always try and sneak in two to nine um, because I uh, I like to have hope. Good. Uh, next email is from The Real Jims. Ah. If everybody remembers that guy. It's a friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Previous guest. We Skyped him in. Um, so this is actually really funny. Uh-huh. I really like this email. Uh, he said, I figure since it's Thanksgiving in America, we got this on Thanksgiving, yeah. American Thanksgiving. Uh, it's only appropriate I email today. As the podcast's unofficial American ambassador, I hereby deny responsibility for certain political outcomes. <laughs> Don't know what he means by that. Um, <laughs> however, I will offer my deepest condolences to our Canadian brothers and sisters. 2016 has been a very strange year. Uh, P.S. Please try to avoid building a wall across your southern border, Jims. No promises. No promises, and I won't read the rest of it because... <laughs> It's funny, and I'll keep it to myself. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we also got a message from on SoundCloud. Um, so what? Uh, which is uh, another way to reach us, obviously. <laughs> so, um, And this is from uh, a user Very Cromulent. Oh, yeah. I, remember, I read this. Yeah. Uh, real name Michael. And uh, he's... Right. <laughs> well, it's, he says uh, no, Michael. It's, he it's, says Michael here. Yeah. What, do you, what do you want right. me to do? Yeah. Uh, so his a uh, bit of his story. As you know, on the podcast, we like to hear people's story. 
And uh, he was <laughs> he's another youngin. He was born in 93. And uh, so he got the early seasons and reruns mostly. And uh, I was definitely aware of the show. I'm not sure I really understood how brilliant it was until I was in my late teens when I bought the DVDs rewatched basically the entirety of the Golden Age. Easily now my favorite show of all time. I find myself quoting episodes that ran into people. I've actually met friends just by talking Simpson with them, which I think we have talked about on this show before. Mm-hmm. That That's a good way to find out cool people. Um, and so speaking of Golden Age, he considers Golden Age to be seasons three through eight, though season two does have its moments. Uh, for example, Lisa's Substitute. Yep. Season one deserves to be banished to Simpson hell on rewatch. <laughs> Uh, yeah. um, and seasons 9 and 10 are very hit and miss, but still a lot of great jokes. I think the overall structure of many episodes is bad. I also think the show has a few natural endpoints as well, namely Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie, Homer's Enemy, and Behind the Laughter. I think we've we've definitely talked about we've definitely uh, talked two out of about, three, maybe yeah. maybe all three. Yeah. Um, all great meta-commentaries on the show as a whole really could have been a memorable ending. Mr. Burns is his favorite character, and uh, as a history major... Uh, his references to stuff like the auto gyro and the Belgian Congo <laughs> really make him laugh every time. So, uh, and he gives us the top ten episodes, uh, which I, I'll just list the top five. How about sure? Um, Rosebud is number one. Cape mm-hmm. Fear number two. Number three, Lisa's Substitute. Number four, Marjorie's Monorail. And number five, You Only Move Twice. That's a nice smattering of seasons. All good uh, episodes, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. So good choices. Very good choices. And uh, he says, uh, thanks again. Certainly in Biggest, the smallest man. If you're ever in Melbourne, come hang out with us Simpsons fans in Oz. We're not all criminals and hicks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in the meantime, I'll leave you with Prove my favorite it. joke of all time. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, we'll be airing ugh, classic Krusty. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, I mean, I, I, I shouldn't just quote the whole uh, joke, but you know the, you know the joke. You know it. It's, you know it. You, know, you can find it. It's it depends a good one. what you mean by crisis. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's from uh, Very Cromlant, a.k.a. Michael. Thank you for the message. And, uh, yeah, if you want to reach out to us on SoundCloud, we will get those notifications as well. And if you want to email us, that email, again, is thehammockdistrictonthird at gmail.com. Numerical three. Thank you very much. Now let's introduce our guest. Hey, James. Hey, <laughs> um, if we die in a fire, no one will describe us as young. That's true. That's true. How I, dare you? I'm, <laughs> I'm starting to... Uh, I am in my flirty 30s. I'm starting to realize that right now. I'm not a young man anymore. I'm in my late 20s. And I am going to Yeah, die. but that's like... <laughs> <laughs> that's old if you lived in the 1600s, but this is 2017, oh, everybody. Oh, People average life expectancy yeah. is like eighty. Right. So you're not true. even you're not yeah. even halfway there yet. This isn't an episode of mortality talk. Well, oh, I tried there, but I you know, yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh in a way everything is. Yeah, I'd like to say that twenty seven is a terrifying year for twenty seven? Yes. Right, because so many uh oh people died at the height not of the Not the year twenty seven. Yeah. yeah. And I'm worried that if I die this year. This is the height of my... This is as far as I go. Right. Well, I, I take comfort in the fact that like the people who died at 27 were way more talented than I was. And yeah, so that's I okay. Like that's I'm fair. Immune. That's fair. But were they more talented than me? That's the <laughs> <laughs> what episode are we watching today? <laughs> oh, yeah. The quote was from uh, Bart Gets Famous. 
Ah. And that's the episode we're watching today. Um, watched today. So, Bart got famous. Uh, yeah. In this episode. Um, here's, you... here's, the quick, uh, here's the quick synopsis. All right. Um, Bart gets a job as Krusty the Clown's production assistant. Um, during one of his shows, Krusty says he needs Bart in a sketch, and Bart becomes famous when he says, I didn't do it <laughs> during a botch sketch. Bot- botch sketch. Yeah. That's it. That's a fun word. That's about a fun it. sentence. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, my thing is breaking. Oh, that's not y- a Your good Wi-Fi thing. sucks here. Your Wi-Fi sucks here. Thanks. Um, this episode was originally aired in uh, February of 1994, and it was uh, written by John Schwartzwelder. Hey, And directed Johnny by Schwab. Susie Dieter. The first episode directed by Susie Dieter. So... What do you what do you think of this episode, Greg? This is an episode that I really really love mm-hmm. uh, a lot. I love how um, concise it is. I love how bursting to the seams with jokes that it is, um, and I love that this is a very early example of Simpsons meta commentary. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. coming to the coming to the surface, James. Yeah, uh, like with so many episodes that I've rewatched with you guys, but saw for the first time as a kid. Mm-hmm. There's things that are coming through that weren't coming through on the first watch, such as a lot of the meta commentary of, uh, or meta humor of repeating something while you're talking about how TV is repetitive, <laughs> uh, which I just read as like, this is weird when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a, what weird writing that is. And then you realize, Oh, they're, they're putting a lampshade on this. Being repetitive idea. is my job. Yeah. My job. <laughs> it's my job to be repetitive. Yeah. Like that's, that's an excellent, excellent example of that. Yeah. It's also uh, something I never really thought too much about, but, I mean, and it's a big part of the episode, is the idea of the catchphrase mm-hmm. and how it's uh, more or less garbage. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The idea of a catchphrase. Yeah. Um, and, and how and it's, yet you have... it's so easy to get sucked into uh, loving it. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, a catchphrase, and you're like... And then, so, like, it happens the first time you think it's funny, and then so you're like, I want it to happen again, right? And then it happens again. You're like, oh, it happened. That's great. That's, like, it's firing off the synapses in my brain that, mm. I, that makes me like things. And it makes and you it feel keeps, like you're in on it. Yeah, and right. it keeps happening, and it eventually there's no, like, real math to it, I'm sure. I mean, maybe there is, but there's no way to know when it becomes not funny anymore. But it happens. Mm-hmm. You guys don't think Bazinga is still funny? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my that, god! I mean, like... I just said it and I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I hate that show so much. That's and but and that's the thing. That's that's a prime example. That's probably the only current example I can think of of a catchphrase, and that I think shows the fact that it's dying, in a sense. And maybe there's, I mean, it's possible there's some catchphrases on shows that I don't watch slash that are maybe for children. What the deuce? What the deuce? Is that still happen though on Family Guy? I'm, I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm not sure. But that was, I mean, that was still in like when Family Guy came out. It was early 2000s. That was still the not the norm, but just like an accepted thing yeah. where people were like, yeah, catchphrases. This is something I'm familiar with. And it's just weird that the Big Bang Theory, because uh, <laughs> fun fact, I watched four seasons of that show. I watched two or three. Yeah, and it didn't. It's not like it started with a catchphrase. Yeah. 
You know, like that Bazinga thing that came up in like, I want to say late season two Mm -hmm. for the first time. And so it wasn't a thing they planned. It just happened. And then, you know, it was audience reaction, I imagine, or fan reaction where they're like, yeah, that's really funny. The thing is, I'm pretty sure they like the episodes like I think Sheldon says, I think I need a catchphrase. Oh, like he's he he almost. Yeah, he says a meta commentary. Yeah, he almost does it. But then they kept doing it. Yeah. Right, the show was almost smart mm-hmm. instead of just pretending to be. Yeah, <laughs> but then w- if your audience doesn't like it, you just do what the audience likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's for me, it's it's the fact that I see it on T-shirts that makes me think it's the only real yeah. catchphrase that currently exists. And like I said, I could be wrong, but you know, prove prove me wrong, children. <laughs> but it's just it's baffling to me that that's still a thing. And yeah. Uh, Another was it um Andy Kaufman Andy Kaufman uh on Taxi. Oh yeah, yeah. And what's I'm, the connection? I'm, James L. Brooks, we're still on track. We're still on track. But I mean, just in general, like the uh I'm I'm I mean I know most of this from the movie Man on the Moon with Jim Carrey, but uh the fact that they wanted him to do a catchphrase and he didn't want to do it is like I think speaks to the idea of uh, TV comedy at that time, as well as Andy Kaufman himself, who obviously is famously is very anti-comedy. Right. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so it's it's interesting thinking about it, the idea of catchphrases. But getting back on track a bit, Simpsons, as we find out later in the episode, or as it's solidified later in the episode to viewers that maybe not maybe weren't aware, the Simpsons have tons of catchphrases, tons, and mm-hmm. yep. somehow it works. Oh, when I was a kid, I had a shirt with Bart saying, don't have a cowman. Yeah. Yeah. And, but what's interesting is that. He doesn't say that. Yeah, he doesn't really say really? that. Oh. He says it a couple times, but it's. In the it's, very early, like, yeah. like very early. And I'm sure it's peppered, peppered around here and there, especially, I'm sure, in the current seasons and whatnot. But for the most part, it's not a catchphrase in the sense that it doesn't happen often enough for it to be, like, Expected, I guess. They bring it up in Summer of Four Foot Two when Lisa says it, and Bart right. says she's stealing Stole my catchphrases, my, yeah. and Marge says you haven't said that catchphrase in years. <laughs> right? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like things like that that in the show that they do put on T-shirts and stuff seemed like they were less prevalent, and certain catchphrases, uh, for lack of a better term, are not so much catchphrases, just quirks of the characters. Like Marge's growl or hmm, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I would never call that a catchphrase, even though it is like repeated often. Yeah. Right? Because it's not like it's not the punchline generally. Don't call it a catchphrase. <laughs> Been here for years. Uh <laughs> but <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like it's it just seems like a lot of the stuff like Mr. Burns is excellent, for example. Yeah, yeah. Like that never seems like a like a oh he said it. Like, oh, we can go home, everybody, and, like, people cheer. You know, like, it's just, it's just, that's just a thing that he says because that's part of his character. Yeah. And so I don't know if that's just really good writing or just my own bias because I love the show so much, but it seems like the catchphrases aren't catchphrases, if Could that be makes both. sense. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my thought on catchphrase culture. Also, catchphrases, I think, occur more and definitely are more visible in shows with a studio audience or a laugh track. Oh, because they're like, oh, yeah, he said it. He does, they do the thing that you just described. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. On Big Bang Theory, when they say, "Who left these beakers on the couch?" 
Bazinga. I love that episode. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic. Where the beakers are on the couch, yeah. <laughs> uh. But then they keep putting beakers on the couch, and you feel like it's a little it's, bit... Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a little trying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're supposed to be geniuses. Wouldn't they learn by now? <laughs> <laughs> right? We'll talk uh, more about geniuses later. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um... But yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about the episode itself. The uh, box factory. The box factory. I mean, yeah. So Bart's going on a field trip. Um, we do get a quick little aside at the beginning that I really like with mm-hmm. Lisa's uh, dream. Yep. Uh, mm. He's you know basically taunting her because he's going on a field trip and she isn't, and she's like, she's basically like, yeah, well, one day I'm gonna be really smart and you're gonna be an idiot, and uh, <laughs> I think I don't know for some reason the idea of her saying quiet filed, sorry, quiet field trip boy. <laughs> it's very funny to me. Like, like that's for some reason in this imaginary future, the one thing that he's still like harping on her the whole time. Like, I went on a field trip. I went on a field trip. <laughs> I really like what she says. Impaled on my Nobel Peace Prize. How, How ironic. ironic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, and uh, so that's that's a great little Lisa Lisa joke because uh, and she's so much happier there. That's that's. I mean, that's, yeah. her words. Come back, Lise. Yeah. yeah. And on the topic of the meta humor, this episode starts out with Bart whistling the Simpsons whistling theme. Whistling the Simpsons theme, and Marge says, quit humming that annoying song. Yeah. Um, yeah. I never, I never cared for those jokes as much. <laughs> Where they're like, ma- they kind of make fun of their own show. The, there's, there, 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 there's certain ones that I think are good, and there's certain ones that I think are just like too... Hey, look at this. Um, like, uh, like whenever you see a cameo of the writers and they're getting shit on, mm-hmm. right? Um, I always think that's, I like that. Yeah, I think I, the writers like, getting shit on is yeah, funny. I like that a lot. Um, and it's because it adds another layer if you know who they are, what their mm-hmm. characters like, what the characters are modeled after. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to kind of work to get the full depth of that, that joke, whereas there's not much to the do-do-do-do-do. It's more yeah, like... Yeah, it's kind of like, an easy yeah. joke. Hey, we're on yeah. a show, and it has a famous theme song. Check it out. Yeah. And, and if I, you don't know who the writers are, I never found it distracting no, as a non-Simpsons those, fan. Yeah, those, those, um, those writers those getting shit on are yeah. always funny. Yeah. yeah. Right? No matter if you know that they're caricatures Harvard of the Simpsons writers or not. Um, particularly George Meyer. Yeah. I love that caricature. It's so funny. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they go to uh, the box factory. They sure do. Which apparently is a place they've gone to many times. Many times. <laughs> because Edna says, oh no, Seymour, not the box factory again. Also, it's weird that the principal's going on this field trip with um, the I one class. I don't think it is because it's the box factory. Yeah. Because he, he made so time much. in his yeah, schedule. I see. Yeah, he loves the box factory. <laughs> and also... Wouldn't that um, clue them in then if he's like announcing the field trip? Like, why is the principal... Oh, no. Is it the box factory again? Uh, it could it be a bottling plant. <laughs> I assume he would like both of those. Sure. Quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> any one of those things from how it's made, really. Yes. I think he would enjoy. Yes. Um, but the box factory is probably the only one in... Oh, there's like a Buzz Cola bottling, bottling plant, plant in Springfield, <laughs> I'm sure. That would be way too fun for yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They do yeah. go to a chocolate factory, though. That's true. Yeah, that's oh, in Bart the Murderer, right? Yeah. yeah. He doesn't get to go on that field no, he trip, doesn't. right? No, um, he's licking stamps or licking envelopes. Right. And Seymour doesn't go either. Mm. Um, oh, no, yeah. Yeah, no, he wouldn't. He, he, would, not, he, he would not condone such rapscallionism or whatever. It's interesting... Um, 
seeing some of the different factories in Springfield. It's very the, industrious we this town. One, yeah. We got the uh, the chocolate one. We got the salt or the cracker factory. Obviously, the Duff Brewery. Duff, Duff Brewery. Yeah, and all of them have their own kind of like the chocolate factory. Obviously, is very whimsical. The cracker factory is actually very fun, apparently, yeah. because yeah. you know Bart's sad that. Uh, or Bart's like happy that he isn't at the Cracker Factory. And yeah. what episode is that? Do you remember? Can't remember. But oh matter. no 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 no! It's um, it's a uh, uh, oh it's a uh, Bart on the road. Yeah, Bart on the road. Yeah, because yeah. he's he goes to Patty and Selma's yeah. uh, work, the DMV. Gets a and fake he license. Makes a fake license. I think the number of factories in Springfield really made me think as a kid just that. Everyone went to work in a factory. <laughs> Whatever you did, you were like you it went was to a the factory of some yeah. Kind. You went to the lawyer factory. You went to the doctor's <laughs> factory. A nuclear power plant. Yeah, right? it was a factory, factory or a power factory plant. or a plant. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But uh, but Bart and Co. go to the box factory where we encounter uh, on the way this there. Man. On the way there. Wait, wait, wait. On 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 the way there, he's we we get shown that he and Edna are actually kind of kindred spirits. I think in a very sweet. Yeah. Well, just in the, their distaste for the box factory. And, well, I think it's kind of a sweet moment that they're both like that. That they're both very bored, and they they can be very passionate people when given the right opportunity. Right. So, who are we meeting? Uh, so we meet the uh, the tour guide for the box factory, and uh, he's got a lot to say. The story of how two brothers and five other men. Parlayed a small business loan into a thriving paper goods concern is a long and interesting one. And here it is. It all began with the filing of Form 637-A, the application for a small business or farm. Many interesting and important things have been put into boxes over the years. Textiles, other boxes, even children's candy. Do any of these boxes have candy in them? No. Will they ever? No, we only make boxes to ship nails. Any other questions? When will we be able to see a finished box, sir? Oh, we don't assemble them here. That's done in Flint, Michigan. Have any of your workers ever had their hands cut off by the machinery? No. And then the hands started crawling around and tried to strangle everybody? No, that has never happened. Any popped eyeballs? I'm not sure what kind of factory you're thinking of. We just make boxes here. Yeah, so that, uh, can so I just man, say uh, episode MVP? Oh yes, one hundred percent. This is one of my favorite one-off characters. Yeah, he's so funny. <laughs> Every and I, that was a pretty long clip, but uh, I I wanted to get most of it because uh, I also just love that that last line where we just make boxes here. <laughs> I really think he sounds like Adam, who co-hosts Simpsons trivia here in Calgary. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's not just because he co-hosts Simpsons trivia. <laughs> I really think he's got a certain cadence. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> Adam's got a bit more uh, of a uh, smile to his to his uh, speech, but, yeah, but it's true. a similar kind of uh, almost monotone. That's that's Castellaneta, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just imagine like the direction for him was just be like would be like talk be like boring. you are a box. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> imagine you're a box, and this is. You're talking now. Yeah. Go. And, he's, and he starts talking like kind of kind of fun. He's like, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I was thinking of like a candy box. No, no. No, no. Like a box <laughs> no. of chips nails. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's the additional <laughs> note. Talk now like you're a box that has only ever had nails in it. Oh, I have a Castellaneta question. Uh-huh. Yeah. Does he voice uh, Sideshow Mel? He, he sure does. does. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you rapscallion! <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a great little 
Great little cameo. Never from... have I met such a treacherous child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's got to be improv. Like, oh, yeah. They just absolutely. have to be like, go. Yeah, just be, be throwing up and yeah. yelling at Bart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's the, the box factory takes up a considerable portion of Act One. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has a. Um, it has a wonderful little uh, joke that takes us to that's that's Bart's escape. Yep. Right when he's like, like I'm getting out of here. Yeah, and he jumps, jumps in the into laundry. the laundry, and in that frame, there's also the mail chute. Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's like so, no one's coming to get the laundry, right? And so you think, and he pokes his head out, and so you think for a split second he's going to jump down the mail chute and go, <laughs> but, but no, no, just walks out no, the back he door. just walks out the exit. It's, <laughs> Like it's a great little like it's a great subversion. If you're not like paying uh, close attention, you're gonna miss it. Which yeah. is uh, it's, just it's a, so I mean, dense. Yeah, it's a every classic, frame. Every something. frame. <laughs> it's just a classic uh, Simpson, uh, you know, fu audience kind of thing, because which they do really well. And uh, after that, he uh, goes to visit Krusty. Yes, he does. Well, he goes to Krusty Studios, I should say. Yeah. And uh, just kind of wanders around. Um, oh, I mean, obviously he goes there because the box factory man, um, you know, mentions it. Yeah, and he's like, oh, that's just where they film. And the box factory is just so other boring. Bo- non-box related programs. Question for you guys: Have you ever yeah. been to a box factory tour? No, no, I have. have you? Really? Yes. Why? I sh- certainly have. Was it after you saw this episode? It was actually. Yeah. Um, I had seen this episode before in my life. So wait, oh. there's there's actually box factories. Yes, that is crazy to me. I assume yes. they just make boxes for whatever specific product they're making. No, they're back. They're they're, they're, they're bra- box. They're black factories. <laughs> box <laughs> factories. Wow, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, because like you need generic boxes. I or don't. maybe there's factories. Maybe they print some of the things right on there. You know, they said we need 400 boxes. Okay, yep. print the next 400 with United moving on them. Yeah, it's like um, CD pressing. This actually is fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, and uh, you know what the you know what they uh, you know what they shipped in these boxes? Nails, nails, nuts and bolts. Okay, mm. the so, candy or the no 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 or the snack no, food or no, no like the like the tool like actually yeah. yeah screws oh if we're getting real fancy well so they they need a to screw do is just boxes. a fancy nail yeah they were they were like the they were the ones that Bart had oh fantastic. Yeah. So that was Where was that? Was it in Flint, Michigan? No. Oh. No, this was in Ontario. Okay. Yeah. That's close. It was a big uh, paper mill center, right? Before all the factories closed down. Hmm. Thanks, Obama. And the factories <laughs> closing down. <laughs> Tom Waits. All right. Uh so he wanders around the studio, he finds uh Kent Brockman. Um well first he finds uh or he finds Krusty wanting a Danish. Right, gonna go get a Danish. Krusty wants a Danish, yeah. and so Bart's like, "I'm gonna go find a Danish." He, he finds one on Ken Brockman's desk. Yoink! Yoinks it away. Great word. Uh, <laughs> great Yink. word coined by George Meyer. Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, it's absolutely. a Simpsons word. I've been using it's, it my whole life. Yeah, yeah it's it's uh, definitely popularized by the Simpsons, and I mean, people credit George Meyer, but uh, there is uh, the obviously with a lot of word etymology and whatnot. There's the possibility that it came earlier in a Flintstones, Flintstones episode in right. the 60s, but it was definitely popularized by uh, Simpsons. First instance, I believe, is in uh, Duffless in season four, 
when Marge is like, oh, look at all the money we saved from not drinking. And he goes, yoink, yoink to it's, go to Moe's. It's close to yank. It is close to yank. And it's what they're doing most of the time. Yep. Yank. But it's, it's more mischievous. It is, yeah. To yoink. And it's more like comedic. Yeah. Yank is like kind of aggressive. Yeah, yoink is like boink. <laughs> <laughs> yoink is like boink. You heard it here first. <laughs> they rhyme. And boink is a certified funny word. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Most onomatopoeias I, f- I find are. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. Like thud. Thud. Buzz. Kapow. <laughs> Snicked. <laughs> Bamf. Bamf. <laughs> Whip. Just all the comic book ones, really. Yeah. Pshht. I don't know that one. Oh, one. the sound of Spider-Man's... No, it's Thwip. No, they, they've done another one. How dare you? One of my favorites, but was never popula- pro- popularized, was when they smashed glass, and I saw one that said, Katash. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, onomatopoeias. <laughs> yeah. Funny. So Bart gives uh, Krusty the Danish that he stole from Ken Brockman. And he gets a job. And he, yeah. He bas- well, first, <laughs> it's, it's another kind of meta thing where first he's like, you know, uh, uh, where yeah. do I know you from? Yeah, he's yeah. like, Basically listing all the times he's helped Krusty over the years, <laughs> over the seasons. It's kind of a, um, it's a, it's it's a version between Krusty and Bart of the uh, Burns and Homer one. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking I've I've seen this one before for yeah. sure. Yeah, and Burns it's a, it's never a, remembers. And it's kind of a commentary on sitcoms in general, where you know obviously every important thing that happens happens around our main characters. And like, how could anybody in Springfield? forget that all of their lives are implicitly tied to this family. Revolving around the, the Simpsons, yeah. yeah. Yeah, in fact, that they are, you know, celebrity. They're national celebrities, if not worldwide celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, Multiple uh, times over, even yeah. in just the world of the film, uh, of, the, of the series. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but he, he says, <laughs> I love when he says, what have you done for me lately? <laughs> I got, got you that Danish. Danish. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget it. And then, uh, so he walks away kind of dejected, but then uh, he says, you know, here, tosses him his giant clown hanky. That's right. Uh, and he's basically like, you're my new assistant. And Bart is immediately very happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, once we get into, into uh, act two, two yeah. we gets very sad quickly. Yes, he does. <laughs> um, he realizes the job is not great. Now, Homer discovers that Bart is still alive. Oh, yeah, because he yeah. thinks he's a box. Yeah. A box, damn you. <laughs> He, he thought his boy was turned into a box. Um, and this also is... Uh, Homer's a huge asshole in this episode, in the background, right? <laughs> Just kind of in the background. And in the moment that he takes center stage for like 10 seconds, it's like, who wants to help poor people? No one. What are they going to give you? Nothing. And the whole family just stares just at stares him. Just stares at him. And then Bart says, anyway, <laughs> I love that joke. Yeah. It's so good because <laughs> I feel like that happens often in their family. And we don't, as an audience, don't see it as often <laughs> yeah. as, as it happens. But where Homer just goes on a rant of some kind yeah. that all the family is like, that's terrible. But like, you know. It's home. It's Homer. Yeah, we know. You know, he means well mostly and isn't very smart. So let's just move on. Let's but not dwell on it. In an episode where he's not starring in a story, <laughs> it just comes off as like weird <laughs> ranting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because who knows what other stuff he's got going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a poor person kicked him the other day. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, quickly, uh, Bart is not having a good time as a production assistant, um, which I now uh, 
Totally understand. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I've been there. Yep. Yeah. James, uh, have you ever been done production assistant work? <laughs> no, because I talk to you yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's, it's like, awful. It's not I, fun. I don't know how Grayson does it. I don't either, man. All the time. It's his yeah. job. Like, it's his primary yeah. source of income. It's crazy. I mean, it really pays. It does pay well. Yeah. So, like, if you can stomach the job, it's it's fine. But, I I mean, I A, I'm not a morning person, and that's, you know, usually like 7 a.m. days kind of thing. Yeah. Um, B, I, Never mind a lot if of you're standing a morning around. person. I'm not a 15-hour day person. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Yeah. It's oh, 15, long days. not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah. 20 hours try, yeah. Um, but yeah, production assistant, not fun. Obviously, for Bart, it's uh, <laughs> becoming pretty grueling pretty quick. Uh, you know, he... And, and I think that's the way a lot of people think, too, you know, oh, show business. If I could just get my foot in the door with show business, it'll be, like, so much fun. No, but, foot in the door is the easy part. But, yeah, that stuff is not fun. Unless you're, like, <laughs> the one being waited on, it's not going to be a good time. It's yeah. a lot of work, and it's it's hard. And I'm very skeptical about any upward mobility from a production oh, assistant yeah. job. Totally, yeah. So, but... Um, well, I mean, Grayson's done some first AD work. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's right. true. Yeah, so... It's about who you who you know and being a hard worker and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. It just really seems, like, but you have to be like, you have to, you really have to really have put to your time put in. Your, yeah, yeah. It just yeah. seems like years away from making any sort of creative decision. Definitely years. Yeah, definitely years. And even like when you're on an AD, you're not making creative decisions. You're just, no, you're you're telling people to point the camera there because you were told to point the camera there. Right. And you're being, just making the production go. Yeah. Yeah. And being like, okay, we need some hand close-ups right now. Get the hand models in. Right. right, we need some like shots of people running, and then we need to go and get the skyline shot of Pittsburgh. <laughs> go, Pittsburgh. Christopher like Nolan's not going to film a skyline shot of Pittsburgh. No, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> right. You get to rent. Well, the cool thing is you get to rent the IMAX camera that day, and then ride in a helicopter and take the. I want to be a AD guy. All right. That sounds <laughs> like right. a lot of fun. I want to work on the next Batman movie. Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have zero faith. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, Bart is getting pretty you know, down on himself with his job, so he decides to quit. But right before he walks out the exit door, Krusty's like, hey, I need you for a sketch. Because Mel's dead. Because <laughs> Mel's dead <laughs> or sick or something. I forget. Uh, <laughs> and Bart yeah. goes on. Uh, so you're basically just like, I need you to walk on, say, I am waiting for a bus, and then I'll hit you with pies for five minutes. Classic. Classic gag. Classic Krusty. Yeah. And uh, Bart, uh, you know, a little green and uh, not used to the stage and all that kind of stuff, uh, trips over a set piece, and uh, it causes disaster. Everything falls apart. Everything. Everything immediately falls over. And his instinct is to say, I didn't do it. And uproarious laughter from the crowd. Yeah. He um, killed it. Yeah. Thinking that, you know, this is planned and this is an, a new sketch. Yeah. That is very funny. Um, it's kind of it's kind of weird how, you know, Krusty doesn't pick up on that immediately. Because, like, right after that, he's like, oh, remind me never put you on again. And well, starts, like, you know, well, you do reason, not have... Hold on, let me finish this thought outside. The, the reason he didn't catch... Well, he did catch it. And he said, he, he said, we got lucky with that one. Right. So he yeah. thinks it's just like... Yeah. Oh, few. They didn't, you know. They thought that was a joke. Oh, yeah. thank yeah. God! Right? He had he just no didn't think idea. It would be like, yeah, had staying power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as soon as he sees the crowd outside, you know, 
waiting to see this I didn't do it boy. Uh, he says, I, he's mine. <laughs> and all the subsidiary rights. Which uh, is a lot of money. Yeah. And Bart uh, is on the upward climb in showbiz. Like as always. A, as a catchphrase spewing kid. It yeah. is always hard for me to imagine the Krusty the Clown show <laughs> as a complete 22-minute thing mm-hmm. that is not unbearable. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... It's He's funny never too won an Emmy. That's right. <laughs> Just remember that. It's funny too because it um, it seems to change depending on like a lot of things in The Simpsons and yeah. you know Springfield as a town and all that stuff. But it changes depending on the needs of the episode. Where I mean, even with a lot of the you know like we mentioned earlier, the classic crusty segment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and just like other, any other time, he's like, oh, here's some like reruns and stuff. You're like, what is this show? And sometimes it's like, oh, all kids in the audience. And it's like clearly a kid's show. But like this time, it's all adults in the audience. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah who are somewhat discerning comedy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> audience members. Exactly. <laughs> this passes for entertainment. Wuzzle, <laughs> <laughs> wuzzle. But... Uh, yeah, he becomes famous pretty quickly. Um, and Act Three is essentially just the whole whirlwind of his fame. Yep, from it being super fun to it being a burden. Yeah, so we see like a lot of uh, little snippets of his life now, where uh, he's obviously doing more sketches where that are just completely centered around uh, him saying the catchphrase. Which I didn't reminds do it, me boy, a lot in the Ming Vaz sketch on a, on a ladder sketch. <laughs> Ming Vaz on a ladder. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it very writes specific. Itself. It's very specific. Really. But it, remi- it reminds me a lot of uh, some of the worst parts of SNL is when they get a catchphrase or a, a character that they think is very funny that oh, works yeah. really well bringing the first time. Yeah. And then they just keep bringing it back until it's not funny anymore. Well, they've SNL is basically, I was going to say, is basically a media empire built on catchphrases. Yeah. There was one exception to that, which I, I'm curious to get your guys' takes on, but okay. I really like what's up with that. <laughs> Um, see, that's, that's another thing that's... What up that's, with that? Yeah, what up with that? That's another thing that's interesting about SNL is that sometimes it's not a catchphrase or a character. It's a whole sketch right. that's just repeated. Like, like every beat is the same. Like Celebrity and Jeopardy. Sometimes, Celebrity Jeopardy, yeah. yeah. But, but even that, like that's, that's not as bad because it's different, uh, it's, act, it's uh, different, it's different actors. Celebrities, it's different, right? It's different, different jokes, jokes within it. But as you the, said, the structure the, is the same. The structure yeah. and the beats but, are all the same. But and something that, with What Up With That is literally the same thing every time. Just a different celebrity who's like confused about yeah. what's happening. But the final celebrity is always Lindsey Buckingham. <laughs> and he never gets to speak. <laughs> I think it's so funny. Bill Hader as yeah. Lindsey Buckingham. Him. Yeah, <laughs> no, and and the, what up with that? I think works really well for me because it repeats. I didn't yeah. know it was Lindsay Buckingham if it was just every a, time. <laughs> yeah. If it was just the one a one off sketch that just happened once, I'd be like, oh, that's funny. But the fact that they kept bringing it back made it. It, it was almost like the rake theory with yes. that sketch, yeah. where yeah. it's it's more funny every time they bring it back. And then at one point I'm like, okay, this isn't funny anymore. And then the next time I see it, I'm like, this is hilarious again. <laughs> so it's it's interesting to try and balance that line of repetitiveness. But uh, I never liked that sketch. No, no. <laughs> I'm remembering it right now, and I've never liked it. I think I've only ever seen one, and that actually might be the problem. Hmm. Is that I've yeah. only seen the one, and it's the kind of sketch that only works if it's repeated. Yep. Like the rake joke only really works if it. If you if it stick with long. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, uh, <laughs> what up with that? <laughs> Bit of an outlier for me. 
and I know for James. But, Basically, uh, any Adam Sandler yeah. sketch. Well, I'm, I'm thinking more. Uh, to be honest, a lot of the Chris, a lot yeah. of the Kristen Wiig sketches. Yeah, a when lot she of the was Kristen the, the kind sketches. of just the star, like the Target Lady, um, the uh, oh, what was that? The lady who's like excited about surprise parties. Oh, right. Her. Did she have a specific phrase? Which one? Uh, the excited woman. Uh, not really. She. I mean, she just uh, said, "I love surprises," and like, yeah, I don't know. Again, like these aren't necessarily catchphrase yeah. sketches, but I just mean like re- like ske- sketches that are built around one idea. Yes, is what I mean. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, living in a van down by the river. Yep, that's that's a catchphrase for uh-huh. sure. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, uh, goodbye I'm, now. That one. <laughs> bye bye now. Bye bye now. Yeah. Oh, goodbye. Yeah. Now. yeah. Assholes on a plane. That that one. The wild and crazy guys. Well, yeah, two wild and crazy guys. Um, to be honest, like a lot of the more classic stuff is more catchphrase heavy. Yeah. Now and now it's more, like I said, more idea re- repetitiveness yeah. rather than catchphrases specifically. Yeah. Which which almost makes it worse because at least with the catchphrase stuff, like the Matt Foley, for example, living in a van down by the river, that's his catchphrase. But everything else around it is all very unique, um, or at least I mean, it might just because I live, love Chris Farley a lot, but. Uh, I'm not saying says, those are bad sketches. No, I know. I happen to think that the Matt Foley ones are. Uh, I could remember that one because yeah. there might be the best example of right. it done uh, done well of, of catchphrase yeah. comedy done well. But that's what I mean. Is that like it? It it helps when the the rest of the humor is very funny. What I find grating about current SNL, or at least within the past probably ten years, I'd say, is the fact that it's it is the same idea, and therefore they don't ever try anything new. Because it's they can't just have the catchphrase as something to fall back on. They have like the whole sketch as something that's not new, if that makes sense. Right. When I watch SNL now, I get to the first like joke, like they do it straight for a minute, and then something wacky happens, <laughs> and then I wait for them to do two more cycles of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just very rote and not as interesting. So I can't even watch that show anymore. And it's not that the actors or performers are bad. Mm-mm. It's because. Like I'm on, I'm, I, I I cannot stop seeing that they're reading cue cards. <laughs> I just can't. Some stop are better seeing than it. others at that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Kate McKinnon's great at it. Mm-hmm. Um, the best ones are are good at it. Yeah. But like the featured players, pretty much most of the cast is just like you're reading cue cards right now. Yeah. Because they are. No yeah. one has time time to learn their lines on that show. Yeah. And I don't think Alec Baldwin actually does a very good Trump. Neither does Trump. To, to be honest, it's better than... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if I really... He also called Meryl Streep overrated yesterday or the day before. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. That was funny. He's just... He's going to do everything to... It's just... Everything will be anger. He's going to do everything right, and we're all going to be fine. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> Good, we settled it. It's too bad pundits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really bad. Yeah. <laughs> too terrible pundits. <laughs> How do you think Trump's going to do? We're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And <laughs> hey, it's going to work out for the best. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, as, as I get uh, very annoyed at the repetitiveness of SNL, so does Bart. Get annoyed at the repetitiveness of his own shtick. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, you know he's... he even starts researching things to say on the Conan O'Brien show. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Conan O'Brien uh, makes a guest appearance in this episode, as uh, we've talked about before. He was a writer, and he got the late night show around this time uh, from David Letterman. Now, interestingly, it was not uh, when it was recorded when this uh, his dialogue and that scene idea was recorded. 
the show had not aired yet. That's right. Yeah. So they had no idea if it was going to last. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. The show ended up airing in September of uh, 93, uh, like premiering, I should say. Yeah. And uh, this episode was aired in February of 94. So, uh, you know, obviously by the time this episode aired... Did he least... only have the audition No, at, he, he, at the time? Or did I, he well, get the audition? I think, f- from my research earlier today, I think I recall it saying he knew he was getting it. Okay. Because uh, like Letterman had already decided he was leaving yeah, to yeah, CBS, yeah. right? So it was just like he knew he was he got the chance anyway to to mm-hmm. to start the show, and so he he hadn't started uh, uh, recording episodes or whatnot yet. But and so he wasn't even sure if it was going to last. He thought that by the time this episode aired, he he would already be canceled. Um, so it's kind of interesting because I I don't know about you guys, but I remember seeing this episode before I knew who Conan O'Brien was. Me too. Yep. And so I was like, the Conan O'Brien show? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Why is Bart going on a show I've never heard of? And uh, and at first I'm just like, oh, it's like a show made up within the world of The Simpsons. But then it was very specific. So I was like, no, this has to be a real show. Yeah. And then I found out it was a real show. Like, you know, they wouldn't just watching make it. a character look like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just for no reason. <laughs> Remain perfectly still. <laughs> <laughs> Only I may dance. Yeah. Um, when I did watch Conan O'Brien for the first time, though, that added legitimacy to the show. Like, oh, yeah. Like from The Simpsons. Yeah. 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 That would have been a pretty big bump because this is season five Simpsons. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. And I bet a lot of people were just like us, were being like, oh, Who yeah. the hell is Conan O'Brien? Learning about it through oh, this. Oh, cool. And I he think, dances. Like, to be <laughs> honest, it wouldn't surprise me if a large uh, part of the Conan fan base was brought over from Simpsons. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously because of the humor, but also because of this episode, it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of people had the similar. Uh, experience that we did where, you know, you saw it and you're like, oh, who's that? And then so when you do find out that it's happening or that it's real, you're like, oh, I'd like to watch this because they talked about it on a show I like. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you oh keep watching God, it because it's Oh, my God, it was advertising. <laughs> oh, they tricked us. Ah. <laughs> but, yeah, he, he gets, you know, shut down by Conan pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, just and do the line, Bart. He sees himself in the future on Match Game 2034. Yes. Um, which gives us a precursor to Futurama with the yeah with the head in the jar preserved th- head in the I jar. I thought yeah. of that too. Yeah. yeah, but also makes me think of the flash forward, anxious flash forward Bart has of like being a stripper. Oh, bang bang Bart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He never <laughs> imagines himself in shape. No, <laughs> or shaven. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's a little fat kid. Let's be honest. He's yeah. He's pretty pudgy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, too much pie that's your problem so (laughs) but after the Conan show he gets really dejected and Marge gives him a little bit of a uh, pick me up honey I know you feel a little silly saying the same four words over and over but you shouldn't you're making people happy and that's a very hard thing to do you're right mom I shouldn't let this bother me I'm in television now it's my job to be repetitive my job. My job. Repetitiveness is my job. I am going to go out there tonight and give the best performance of my life. The best performance of your life? The best performance of my life. <laughs> so, uh, as we mentioned earlier, that's another little kind of meta commentary. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I kind of wish they did more repetitiveness with that joke. <laughs> I... Don't feel James that way. disagrees, but I think it might be a rake situation for me. I think it was like... Okay, I think you could turn it into one. Yeah. I could definitely see that working. Uh, but what I object to a little bit is that I 
one thing I really appreciate about the rewatch of The Simpsons is that I'm finding the genuine sentiment to be genuine almost every time. Mm. And I like what Marge says to him there. It's like they're not afraid, even in a very sort of facile episode, for Marge to actually be sort of the voice of genuine reason. And then you just sort of like hammered into the ground with a cheap <laughs> joke. Yeah, that's fair. I guess if you if you made it too long, it might take away from that, from Marge's sentiment. Because right. Because you, you only think about the, the long, repetitive joke rather than what she's saying to pep him up. Right. So, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, and her, her entire meaning might get lost. Yeah. Yeah, so I... But I'm on the side of, I didn't want the joke at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the side of, I like it how it is. I think it's... I That's think it's fair. pretty great. I, mm. I, yeah, like I, I just I, I like the joke, but just a small part of me wanted a little bit longer because I do like it. So that's why. But three differing opinions. Well, look at that. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> um. What's next? So oh, he goes back on. He and goes back on. Oh boy, like this all doesn't go well. Yeah. Like ready to go. Like yeah. I'm gonna, you know, best performance of my life, and he's he's ready to do it. And this is the part that <laughs> where it's like, wait, what did the show become? Like literally, he just walks on stage and says yeah. it over and over. Because like no I, I get the idea, setups. yeah. Like I get the idea that the catchphrase itself has lost its its humor and that kind of thing. But any show that would do that would be not funny. If there was an episode of The Big Bang Theory where it was just Sheldon saying Bazinga for twenty two minutes, I mean, brilliant, uh, you know, like subversion of comedy, like anti comedy show. But it wouldn't be very funny to the people who like the show, who like no. who maybe like that catchphrase, right? You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. it's so bizarre that that's how it's devolved. It is the crusty the, the clown world. show, though, yeah. right? Like, and can we really expect anything more? Yeah, they're they're playing up the lowest common denominator yeah. thing to an absurd degree. Yeah, because it's The Simpsons, and um, I get that, like you know, the idea that Krusty's a bad producer, essentially. But that's just like the because, like, even if they just continue doing, you know, oh the the priceless urn on a step stool sketch. <laughs> At least it has some effort, <laughs> but now it's just literally just, you know, just say it, say it over and over. But it makes yeah. the point. I think it makes the point well that it's so lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. totally. I, I obviously I think as a as as the Simpsons, it's yeah. a great choice. Right, right. But I'm saying like I'm trying to just imagine within the world, and I know that's yeah, something I like ins- to do sometimes. How insufferable right. that 22 minutes must be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is very hard with the crusty, the crusty, the crusty, the crusty, the clown, the clown, the clown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, good lord. But it also, I mean, it also, uh, earlier in the episode where, I mean, even on the Conan O'Brien show or when he's in class, when they're like, just say the line, and he says it and everyone cheers. Like, that's never something that I find funny anyway. So I guess, you know, they were expecting the fact that people will line up for him to say, I didn't do it in a tent, or call Bart chat, <laughs> hear him say it, say it, say it. So, you know, and he, Crest even says, like, this how ugly you are. <laughs> so it's this it's this expectation that I think Krusty has that like I guess all they want now is the line so that's what we'll give them and then it doesn't work and it's like oh well guess you're done <laughs> it's as far as you'll go yep get out and uh, yeah so <laughs> one last dig at the box factory and then uh, Bart's gone I do love the the door slamming and like several locks oh great gag <laughs> very quickly being uh uh, done, done up. Yeah. <laughs> Next, you know it. You're some schmo in a box, box factory. <laughs> but uh, Bart goes home, and uh, he is kind of, you know, 
uh, nurtured by Marge again, you know, saying, I saved all this merchandise, and, you know, you'll have this to remember when, you know, you were the whole world's special little guy. And then Lisa chimes in, and, uh, well, they say a bunch of things. I saved these for you, Bart. You always have them to remind you of the time when you were the whole world's special little guy. Thanks, Mom. And now you can go back to just being you instead of a one-dimensional character with a silly catchphrase. Hi, caramba! Hi, mm. Leo! Uh. <laughs> Excellent. If anyone wants me, I'll be in my room. What kind of catchphrase is that? Now, is this an example of what you might call meta humor we've been talking about? Yep. I think it would, actually, now that, now that you mention it. Yep. Uh, it's a possibility. Yeah, yeah, definitely a very distinct possibility. Meta. Uh, and I like it because it's, um, it's kind of an earlier example as far as... Of meta humor? As far as, like, look at that. Yeah. We know what we do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um. Because it gets it gets more prevalent in like later seasons, especially season eight, when it's like, okay, we get it. <laughs> this is Roy, right? Um, yo 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 yo, what's up, Mister S? Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, hi Roy. Uh, <laughs> I just like that it's that that they feel comfortable enough doing it. Well, I think Pretty it's al- early. I think it's also something they almost like. I feel like they maybe felt the need to do it because it's an episode about a catchphrase, and they definitely they it's to, like, appropriate. Kind of, yeah, yeah they sure. Can, they need to make sure people understood. We know we also do this. Yeah, or think about this if you haven't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I think I did when I was a yeah, kid. I'm, I'm pretty sure. sure this scene. I was like, oh yeah, they do all say things that are more or less catchphrases, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> yep. So. But, I mean, that's the thing, is that they never, as far as I know, I mean, I haven't watched all of them, but they never had any episode where, you know, Bart just came out and said, I carumba every scene. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they never tried yeah. that. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, they use, oh, they, they do use the, the Nelson ha-ha's punctuation a lot, which yes. I think is probably one of their that's most... That's probably the closest to, yeah. to a catchphrase, which, you know, you could argue it's not really a phrase, it's a reaction, but... You know what I mean? Like it's a guttural yell. It's a, yeah, of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. Uh, but yeah, it is definitely the one. And I'd say it's probably the one catchphrase that I can think of off the top of my head that I don't care for that much. Oh yeah, I don't like that one. Like generally, when it's used, I don't think it's funny. I think um, of thinking it was funny in elementary school. Hmm. I think I always just, I think maybe because I didn't really like Nelson as a character, because, I mean, he's introduced as a bully, and, you know, bullies aren't cool. Uh, <laughs> so I just... That's right, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> Taking a stance here. <laughs> Bullying isn't cool. <laughs> Two bad neighbors. Kids. Uh, but, yeah, so anytime he would jump on the scene with his mocking laugh, I just didn't think it was funny, because that was mean. Which is also why I love the uh, subversion of it in 22 short films about Springfield when the very tall man, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> makes him walk down the street with his pants down. It's the and boy everyone else... who laughs at everyone. <laughs> Let's laugh at him. <laughs> so I do love that as a uh, uh, <laughs> response to his laughter. 
Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yep. Um, you want to head over to the reference desk? Sure, let's do it. Uh, so Bart singing the Simpsons theme tune. That's a reference yep. to themselves. Whoa. Uh, match we're the game. Lo- we're through the looking glass here, people. Match game 2034. <laughs> oh, I didn't know who all the celebrities were. Billy, you knew a couple of them. Billy Crystal. Yeah. Spike Lee. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Farrah Fawcett. Majors I, I d- O'Neill. Yeah, I didn't get all the last names exactly. Lee Majors, I think she married. And uh, one Ryan point. O'Neill. Ryan that, O'Neill, right. She was married okay. to him. Yeah. Lonnie Anderson. I'm not really sure who that is. Um, yeah. I wasn't sure if, like, that one, I wasn't sure if it was made up, but... No, Lonnie Anderson is a real, real person. person. Like a puppeteer? Uh, she's uh, 70 years old, uh, an American actress. She is known for her four-year run as receptionist Jennifer Marlowe on the sitcom WKRP in Cincinnati. Okay. Wow. A show I never watched. So. Yeah. Uh, the last one I didn't know. Spike Lee and head Kitty of... Carlisle's Head in the Jar. <laughs> yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, Let's start the game. She died at the age of 96. Wow. Uh, She was an American singer, actress, and spokeswoman for the arts. Um, And she was uh, best remembered as a regular panelist on the television game show To Tell the Truth. Hmm. And she, like, hisses at Bart. Is that because her name is Kitty? I imagine so. (laughs) It's a lazy joke. Yes. I mean, Um, (laughs) James loved it. And, of course, um, uh, I didn't do it. Reported uh-huh. to uh, Can't Touch This. Yep. Uh, with MC Hammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, uh, Bart's autobiography or biography of Bart is uh, filled with nothing but things about Ross Perot and the Oliver North trial. Uh, Oliver North is a general. Yes. An American general who was uh, part of the Iran-Contra scandal but, under President Reagan. But what is Homer's finding him attractive bit? Well, <laughs> I looked it up, and he looks good in a suit. Okay, yeah. all right. A <laughs> uh, couple others. Uh, there's also a small reference to Hogan's Heroes, uh, when Bart says, Joel, mine mummerant. Ah, yes. It's uh, something that Sergeant Schultz said to Col- Colonel Klink. Jawohl. Jawohl, whatever. Yeah. I'm not German. Um, <laughs> there's uh, uh, the Clue board game is referenced subtly. That's right. Krusty's like, I need your fingerprints on a candlestick. Meet me at the conservatory. I was wondering be about all that. Right. Yeah. Which I'll, I'll admit, I'd never realized he meant... He killed somebody. He killed someone with a candlestick and needs Bart's fingerprints on him to like, frame him. Yeah. I thought he was saying... like I, like. Like I'm making a candlestick and I need your fingerprints, like because it's right after the signing thing. Mm, yeah. So I thought that was like a thing where it's like, oh, they this is gonna have Krusty's official fingerprints, so I need Bart's. <laughs> when you were very when I was young, young, you I, thought that. Yeah, okay. I had no idea that was anyway. It's weird. Uh, the uh, Coke commercial that uh, Mean Joe Green. Do you remember that Coke commercial? No. So when uh, Krusty says, "Hey kid, catch." And he throws him the, oh, yeah. the towel. Oh, that's, that that's from a, a yeah. classic commercial of Mean Joe Green, who's a football player. That sounds about <laughs> I right. I say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know sports here. Um, mean, mean Joe Green. Mean Joe Green. And he, yeah, a kid is like, you know, here, Mr. Mr. Green, and gives him a Coke. And he drinks a Coke and says, thanks, kid. And like starts walking away. And then he's like, hey, kid, catch. And throws him his like game towel or whatever. And <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> it's like such a weird, like athlete celebrity thing where it's like yeah i want this sweaty towel from a guy i idolize it's a real thing though yeah people like it although okay fun fact okay i was at thanksgiving uh in new york 
and uh, uh, here we go. The host brought out a towel used by Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh and no! I was impressed. And you were, yeah, you were excited. <laughs> <laughs> did you ask if you could touch it? I did touch yeah, it. You touched it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Even said his did. name on it. It said, "It said show Hamilton actor Lin Manuel role Hamilton." Oh, it was exciting! That's the role me. he played. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he played the King of England. Greg. <laughs> ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's um, Josh Groban. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the uh, the set of match game is kind of uh, more or less designed to look like Jetsons. The Jetsons. Also a match game. No. Jetsons meets match game. Well. Yeah. So, <laughs> favorite joke? Oh, mine is uh, Kent Brockman not being able to pronounce Kuala Lumpur <laughs> and then just deciding to change it to France. <laughs> That's not how the news works. That's how the news in Springton works. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, the absurd amount of locks on the door after showbiz <laughs> closes on Bart. That's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's very funny. That's a, that's a subtle joke. I like it a lot. Um, mine would... Uh, Mine would have to be, again, uh, go back to the box factory. Um, this is my office. <laughs> On the floor, you will see a yellow line. Follow it. <laughs> it will lead you around my desk and out the way you came. Everything he says is gold. Yeah. yeah. That whole sequence is it's so, so good. funny. It's so funny. This is the most popular room on the tour. <laughs> it looks like any other room. Yes, but with one important difference. Oh, no, they took that out. <laughs> yes, it is like every other room. <laughs> And it's like, <laughs> I don't, I can't it's describe. Just it's a room. Well, it's, it's he looks at a thing room. that's like there's something clearly has been removed. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I, I can never figure out what it might have been. It, to me, it, it makes me think it was like a water fountain. Yeah, yeah. which or a like wouldn't machine. make sense. Yeah. As like or that's that's why machine. it's popular. Yeah, yeah, it was probably the vending machine. <laughs> so, oh, it's freaking funny. Though. <laughs> I like it a lot. Um, so, uh, final thoughts. Yeah, good episode. Um, I think the box factory is my favorite part of the episode, to be honest. And Which is weird. Usually the first act doesn't uh, stick with me as much mm-hmm. as this one does, but yeah. it's just gold. It's so good. It felt very writer's roomy. Like, like mm-hmm. they loved doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> like, what, like, just <laughs> try and think of something that would happen on a really boring tour. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the... Uh, uh, a long and interesting one, and here it is. <laughs> every one That's of those... so funny. Every one of those times where you can feel the writer's room in in the Golden Age always makes yep. me really, really happy because yeah. it's like, oh, these guys are having fun with it. Yep. Yeah, I thought solid app. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good good one. Very solid app. Um, quick, uh, quick Simpsons newsreel. Yeah, okay. 2017... Just because I saw this and I thought it was really cool, uh, an artist made uh, three different uh, episode posters for The Simpsons and uh, is selling them, so you can buy them if you want. And I'll put the link in the uh, in the uh, description of the episode so you can check them out. But there's three ones. There's one for Cape Fear, one for Flaming Moe's, and one for Camp Krusty. Um, you can take a quick look there, Greg. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they're really cool. Um, and I would I would proudly hang those in my... In my room, I'd say. I would definitely get the Cape Fear one. Mm-hmm. That Birthday is... Birthday hints. 
Uh, I love that it says. Um, I love that it says the Thompsons. Listeners, yeah, yeah. <laughs> listeners, if you're thinking of a birthday gift for all our pal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's very quick. I, I I thought there'd be more, and I thought there was more news for some reason within the past month. I thought I remembered seeing some stuff, but I did some research today and I couldn't find anything else. That okay. Was notable. It was just stuff talking about current airing episodes and yeah. how they're not very good. Huh. So. Shocker. It's too bad. <laughs> um, okay, then. Well, I guess that about wraps it up here Yeah, for us. So another thing uh, we're going to do uh, for the next month or so, we're going to have a little listener contest. Yeah, let's put that out there. So uh, if anyone has been you know, listening to the podcast and wants to maybe submit some, uh, some fan art, uh, as, as it were, uh, you know what Greg and I look like, and you know some of our things that we talk about on the show. We got the reference desk, we got barley buds, we got tons of running gags. Arguably. Too bad pundits. Too oh, bad I love pundits. the barley buds. I haven't been on. I haven't seen them in so long. They've been, yeah, they've been. Uh, you know, it's a little too much weight gain from rather dormant. <laughs> so mm. they've been trying to change their outlook <laughs> on life, but they'll be back. They'll be back. But oh, yeah, were they, I just were they drank the a nog, lot of scotch. The nog the friends. Nog, <laughs> the nog friends during Christmas. I wish. The Nog Neighbors. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But uh, obviously we have our uh, our logo, which is based on the episode Two Bad Neighbors, but done by Dr. Ife Abiola. So that's the kind of thing uh, I was thinking of, like things along that, uh, th- in that vein, uh, you know, stuff that features the two of us in whatever Simpsons thing you can think of. I think it'll be really fun. And the, uh, the winning uh, submission, uh, I'll be buying a $25 Amazon gift certificate for, so... There's money at stake There's here, There's money at stake. This will be fun. So submit them uh, to us at, uh, at our email, thehammockdistrictonthird at gmail.com, and uh, we'll gladly post uh, any that we receive and announce the winner sometime later from now. I'm not sure, exactly sure on... Uh, yeah, we'll do this uh, at the top of the next episode, so in case people tune out by the end, <laughs> they'll... Well, uh, they shouldn't. They'll get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, do that, and uh, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, next episode we'll maybe announce a closing date. Who knows? We'll see what kind of response we get. But yeah, we're just happy we have, uh, we have a pretty uh, wide array of listeners these days. So let's have some fun with it, guys. Yeah. Let's have some fun with it. Let's do it. Uh, thanks to James for guesting on the podcast. Uh, back again. Uh, I can't remember the last time you did one. Must have been season three. Yeah, it was a while back. Yeah, it was a while. So yeah, always a pleasure to be here, gents. Yeah. So thanks, thanks to James. You have Thank- anything to plug? Nope. If anyone has any jobs, <laughs> <laughs> this is not the forum for that. No, uh, please no, come no, on. No, 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 come on, Craig. We're cutting his mic. Cut your mic off. Right and now. Uh, there all we right. Go. So <laughs> thanks to James again. <laughs> he has been escorted out. And uh, thanks to you, the listeners. Uh, we really appreciate you listening and do sending you have us your mail. To plug? I have nothing to plug. No, I do. Okay, plug yeah. away. There's um there's a show coming to um to to Calgary, and I think everybody should see it. It's going to be pretty awesome. No exit. No, it's called By John um, Paul Sartre. I, I have a couple of things to plug. <laughs> okay, um, it's called uh, Henry V. Maybe okay. you've heard of it. Uh, Shakespeare's no. Henry V. Okay, that's yeah. <laughs> like um, have I? which Shakespeare. The Bard. Willard. Yeah. yeah. Bill Shakespeare. <laughs> Do you know uh, his son's name is Hamnet? Yes, I did. <laughs> I did know that. That's the stupidest name. Well, like, let's name him almost after my best <laughs> yeah. play. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he so wrote bizarre. his best play after his son died. Oh, God. So. 
<laughs> I did not know that. So he named him before so he wrote he Hamlet? Wrote, yeah, and he wrote Hamlet as kind of a response. Why didn't oh. he call it Hamnet then? Because he didn't want it to be that obvious. I mean, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> Can I plug this or All not? All right, go ahead. Uh, Henry V, uh, it, uh, it's been, it plays in uh, Edmonton um, from the 12th until the 28th of January, and it's here in Calgary uh, from the 21st to the 22nd of January. And you're in it? Uh, no, I just have a, a friend of mine is in it. And, okay. Um, she asked if there were any media outlets that could plug it. And I'm like, I have a podcast. I well, there you go. Yeah. If you want a two bad neighbors bump. At uh, St. Stephen's <laughs> Anglican Church um, on uh, January 21st and 22nd at 7.30 p.m. Hope that helps, Bryn. If not, <laughs> sorry. Whoops. Oh, it's Bryn? Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's so good. That guarantees I will go see the You'll show. You'll go see it? There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I, I might. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you can come with me if you want. Yeah, sure. All right, sold. <laughs> um, and also, there's a show called No Way Out that is performing at the Birds and Stone Theater off of 16th Ave in Calgary on February 17th and 18th. Entrance is by donation. It is a dramatic improv show, and I'm... Is it based it. on No Exit? No, is just a not even a little bit. Just a just a random occurrence. A coincidence. Yeah. That, random okay. occurrence. Some might call it. A I definitely saw things about it. I'm like, oh, they're doing no exit. <laughs> uh, nope. I've never <laughs> seen no exit. I've never read no exit. Hell is other people. That's, That's where that comes. I from. I knew that. Okay. I knew that part. I saw it in Portland. It was bad. That is why we're not doing it. No, like the the version was bad. I think. Okay. Well, I don't think we could do a good one. So I'm. You should do it. Not gonna do it. Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> So uh, Henry V and <laughs> No Way Out, and that's it. All right. Great. Well, that's plugs. Uh, thanks again to our listeners, and uh, we'll see you next time where we'll be talking about Homer and a poo. Great. That's it. <laughs> that's it? You're not going to say your thing? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Keep watching the skis. Or was that a resolution and I broke it? No. Okay. I was just trying to think of a funny quote from the next episode. You did not nail it. No, I, my, my mind went blank. And then I was going to pretend to strangle you. Uh-huh.